to The Turning Point Project. I'm Helen Rabello, founder of the Magical Life Movement and author of The Magical Unfolding, Eight Magical Processes for Peace, Potential and Purpose. And I believe that when you face transitions in life, you have to find a way to move forward through the messy bits, even when you feel scared. In this project, I talk to inspiring conscious souls about how they used to turning points to move from a life that didn't fully fit towards living a more intentional, fulfilling life despite the messy bits. May these stories inspire you to trust your turning points and to always believe there is magic to be found in life even when you feel stuck in the messy middle. And if you haven't yet ordered your copy of The Magical Unfolding, head on over to the website to gift yourself a copy so that you can get all of the bonuses on offer to help you shape your next decade differently. Hello, lovely soul, and welcome back to today's episode of The Turning Point Project. I have such a treat for you today because today I get to share with you one of my favourite people. I know I say that about almost every guest I have, but I really love this lady. I am talking to the wonderful Joe Gifford today, who was originally scheduled to talk to me when I created this podcast as a pop-up community project uh, back almost a year ago now, actually. Um, And in this conversation, we are actually talking about how periods of chaos and crisis can actually really awaken your creativity. We also talk about how we can tap into a sense of connection and centering and grounding, even if we only have a few minutes. And I really think you will love hearing about Joe's latest offering to the world, which is her brand new book, Brilliance Unboxed, which is absolutely perfect for these times. She wouldn't have known that the whole time she was writing it, but I, you will listen to this conversation. You won't believe really how appropriate it is. Um, so I think, I think you'll get lots out of this conversation. If you don't already know who Joe is, I think you will want to go and check her out. We do have a few sound issues at the end. There's lots of issues with Zoom right now with everybody being online. So I will make sure to put all of the links that Joe mentions at the end into the show notes. And if you want to go and find her in the meantime, you'll find her on Instagram at the Joe Gifford. And her website is joegifford.co. So Joe also has a podcast called The Human Connection Experience Podcast, which I love and I highly recommend. And essentially, everything she does is about helping brilliant, unboxed thought leaders develop and scale content that creates change. I really would love to hear your takeaways from this episode, and I really, really hope you enjoy your time with us. Thank you for listening. Joe. Gifford, we made it. Hello. 
did. We did. Thank you for your patience and for holding space so beautifully for me. Thank you for your patience as well and for coming back to me. And thank you for being here today to um, talk to me about turning points. Do you know what? You are the second person that I've had a podcast interview with recently. I think we've been a good I want to say six months, if not more, since I had to say, you know, actually time isn't right at the moment. I had to lean into my heart and say, can we reschedule? And for that last interview, and I'm sure this one, it turns out that the timing is even more perfect. <laughs> so I'm so glad to be back with you. I love that. And actually, you know what? I think it might actually be coming up to about 10 months. Mm. Mm. Quite a long time. Or maybe let's say nine months, like a birthing period of time. <laughs> it really is a gestation period of time. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. So how are you feeling today? Do you have something that has come through for you that you would like to talk about in relation to a turning point in your life oh there's so much I think we're at a big turning point right now and I'm feeling particularly turned by the global crisis that we're in uh, as we're speaking right now in March 2020 we are in the grip aren't we of um, a lot of stuff going on and what's coming through for me from this is are so many things actually Helen there's we're all being invited right now to live life in a very different way uh and I wrote a book last year called Brilliant Unboxed and it's all about tearing down the walls of how we live and work and thrive and as these things often do it has an energy of its own and um, I wrote it last year in a, you know, it's a very busy work year, lots of stuff going on in my personal life. Knew that we'd earmarked the end of March 2020 for the book to be in the world. Would have had no idea that we are living so unboxed at the moment. And the message that the book has is resonating with me and is resonating with people as I post snippets from it. So I'd love to explore how crisis and chaos give us creativity and opportunity mm. and how we can lean into our hearts right now to be of service because those of us that are feeling that call and that need to serve and to connect to others, we're all rising up right now. There's, there's such a big response from those of us that have platforms that share our work to serve and connect with others through our content. So if you can unpack any of those, feel <laughs> <laughs> I, I love how you express that. So this is the first time we've actually got to speak kind of face-to-face, albeit remotely. But I have been a, a huge fan of yours in terms mm. of your ability to communicate incredible ideas and you know just to get across to people what it is you want to say in a a genuinely brilliant way so you know perfect title for your book because you Mm. are an amazing communicator you use your content so consciously Mm. and you have an incredible ability I think to really get across the essence of who you are as a person what you 
what you value, what you believe in, what you're here to do through words. And I get to listen to you on your podcast. Mm. And I know you do that on your podcast as well. But there's something very powerful about what you just said and how you said it. Oh, I receive all the above. <laughs> With oh, love and gratitude. You'll listen back to this and you'll be like, gosh, that was very clever. <laughs> but honestly, doesn't, do you find that happens? You, you know, I do Facebook lives or into, or, you know, lovely interviews like this. I have no idea really what I just said. No. And because it's, I'm, obviously it's me consciously saying it, but the same happened with my book. I wrote it. Um, I was doing the air quote things there, which I, which I really don't like. I wrote it by doing audio dumps and finding snippets of time and connecting to whatever message needed to come out. I had no idea as to the overall picture of it. I think that when we connect to ourselves, when we connect to who we are, to our values, as you said, to what we're here to do, we stand firm in our brilliance, our power. And then we create space for whatever message needs to come through us. That's where we have impact because I intentionally create space in my day whether it's in my journal or I'm off out for a walk or I'm literally on the sofa just kind of hanging out with music on because that's where those magical ideas drop in or a post will arrive often fully formed into my head and I follow those breadcrumbs when they do because they are the ones that that resonate with people the most when something downloads and I think right that's what I need to share and I'll share something and that's the one that, you know, that people will always respond to, whether it's on the podcast or social or my blog or whatever it is. And it's such a powerful thing to to allow yourself to make that space because it, it's contradictory to whatever we should be doing. We should be productive and have goals and strategies and there's a time and a space for those. But I'm a firm believer that when we connect to ourselves and allow space, then truly amazing things happen Mm. yeah again beautifully said thank you for that (laughs) (laughs) how have your twists and turns taken you to this point where you are able to to do that and where you're where you have recognized the value of those personal practices that support you in accessing this kind of inherent knowing? Beautiful question. So I've had many twists and turns, as so many of us do. And I guess my first hairpin turn (laughs) was um, quite a dramatic one, end of my 20s, when I had a nervous breakdown uh, that was the result of health crises, actually a soul crisis as well. There's a lot of things going on there. I was living quite an unconscious life at the time, although I had achieved and was doing all the things on paper that I had set out to do. I still didn't feel aligned with myself. And so my body um, pulled me up on that quite sharply and I reached a time where I couldn't ignore anymore the way my body was yelling out for help through some chronic health conditions through you know mental health stuff so I set about rebuilding um from scratch you know I I had a lovely career I had a partner um in London I had a great like you know warehouse flat all the things that I thought I wanted and when everything was ripped away from my identity I was like okay 
what can I do? And I started playing with the what if. And, you know, I should add that I didn't have children at this time. It's a very different, you know, I was in the late 20s. So I was able to experiment and to stay with my parents and stay with friends on their sofa. So this, what, it was quite indulgent to be able to play around with no responsibilities. And I began inviting in a range of income streams really and, and to start unboxing how I worked then because I not only had to recognize and begin to adapt to what my body needed to live and thrive but also to to start exploring different ways of earning and of thriving and of being and this was back in 2005 so technology was there but you know it's not we weren't as set up as we are now and so I had a range of income streams. I was a copywriter, um, a designer still for my design agency. I was lecturing. Um, I had all sorts of exciting things going on and I, and I really started to listen to what was lighting me up. And I began just being really creative and seeing possibilities in the way that I lived and worked. Not long after that, in fact, only about four years, I had my twins, my twin girls, who are now almost 11. And so I'd created this kind of new way of being for myself. And um, now suddenly my my identity changed again because now I'm a mum and I've got two babies at once, which really <laughs> was quite epic in terms of things to adjust to and beautiful and all that kind of stuff. And it was at this point that I started to share my voice on life as a mum in the creative industries and I, I blogged on and off from 2006 but in 2009 I found my space really in the way that I would write posts about motherhood I would write posts about my portfolio career I started to express myself in that way and really quickly my blog actually gained a following and um you know back in those days you know blogging was it wasn't new by any means but you know it was a different world and within a year or so I had collaborations with huge brands um I had sort of Sweaty Betty and Nike and Alpro and um all sorts of wonderful brands um you know worked with me and I found more and more that I would feel the need to blog out a thought or a subject or something that I was feeling into and I would start to notice what my audience and followers and readers were responding to and what I enjoyed writing about and again I was on this journey of discovery of finding my voice in a way that was public and that developed um, and and kept kind of being a journey for me and during this time as well I was you know becoming much more connected with myself you know with myself on a spiritual level as part of my healing process really reconnecting with my body reconnecting with my soul reconnecting with who I am and that began to come through in the way that I communicated and um led people really because there's you know I reached a stage where I had quite a large following from you know from this particular blog and I moved into teaching you know content creation online and evolved my business and it was now coming from a very different place because I'd learned that you can recreate life the way you want it to be. You can experiment with different ways of working and being. People find it inspiring to go with you on your journey, even though in the beginning it was literally one person reading that post. Nobody was watching. 
but over time it snowballed and it's been a journey really since then and I've evolved and grown and changed many many times over the years and it's always a conscious check-in with myself with you know what's working how am I adding value to people how am I supporting them right now is what I'm saying going to help them is what I'm experiencing useful to anyone how can I express that and so from being a novice blogger um, someone who began to grow a platform to having uh, you know, various platforms over the years, but currently my podcast and social following and, and my site. Um, now, everything I do, you know, client wise or content creation wise is driven from my values and my connection to self. So it's been a journey of getting to know who I am again and to rediscover who I am. Beautiful. And that that comes across because I have been in your orbit for a while so I've seen some of that evolution you know and of course I can relate to it from my own personal evolution as well and there is this quite tangible but almost slightly indefinable quality that comes through when you're listening to to somebody or reading something from somebody who is coming from a you know, like a much more, just a much deeper, truer, more congruent, connected, mm. centered place within themselves. And, you know, when, when we first opened this conversation, you mentioned maybe we could touch upon how moments of crisis and chaos can really help us you know, access creativity, live more creatively. Mm. And I wonder, I wonder whether you would like to share a little bit more about how you feel or think that this, this time might do that for people, or maybe even how this time might do that for you mm. in terms of enriching what you're doing right now. I'd love to. And I want to also just tie it back in with at the top of our conversation as well. I said that we'd waited a gestation period to have this chat and that was because at the time last year um so my dad had a stroke had a second stroke end of 2018 and um so at the time that I reached out to you and said hey this is what's going on my energy is not aligned my energy is not right right now I need to with love and gratitude reschedule and because you are wonderful and you and um and because you create a space for people to be themselves you received it beautifully it thanked me for my honesty and held space and in that in grief in my personal grief you know my dad's still with us as we speak um physically but he's you know Alzheimer's has very very much taken him and grief comes in waves and during the experience even of that more recently I've had to lean much more into creativity and into my own truth and into my own values because for me I only want to be surrounded by people who are connected and soul-led and all that stuff because I don't have bandwidth for anything else right now and so and that's on a on a tiny personal scale and on the on the global scale that we're seeing right now i'm seeing a lot of kindness and i'm seeing a lot of human connection and 
in the ripples of my own personal world, what I love seeing right now is how businesses that I currently work with and who are part of my personal life are innovating and being creative to keep their communities alive. So, for example, I think of my lovely gym and I, I've only been a member there for about eight months now. And they've gone from having three physical gyms to leading a, a community of hundreds of people in the online space. Now, the online space is where you and I thrive, but for lots of bricks and mortar businesses, this is completely new. And what they've done is beautifully used all the personalities of the team members. You know, some of them are doing like a Friday night, you know, sort of rave live in the Facebook group. We've got live classes via Zoom. We've got Q&A. We've got family quiz nights. They have really leaned into a creative approach to a really tricky problem and as a result us as a community feel supported loved seen we're going to be loyal now because they've you know they will see us through our fitness and mental health over the next few weeks and I'm seeing that a lot that businesses and brands are having to adapt to nurture people in a whole new way yeah and because you know, working from home and working remotely has been, you know, part of my life for such a long time and part of yours. We're used to Zoom meetings and Facebook Lives and all sorts of things. A lot of people aren't. And now we're seeing not only a new way of working for for lots of people, but the humanity behind that. So we all have kids at home right now. Everyone is in everyone's space. There's like nobody can be um super professional at the moment because whatever meeting anyone's having there's probably a child running around or a washing machine <laughs> going on so I'm seeing that, that that these walls are being broken down all the more in the way that we work and I think that an outcome will be that I think a lot of businesses will keep that innovation with them the way that they they are starting to learn again to play into what if you know, if, if a crisis comes, you've got to adapt really quickly. How do you support people? I think that's a skill that people are learning really quickly now yeah. that will stay with them. Absolutely. Beautifully said. It's really impressive, isn't it? I have to shout out, actually, this is completely unrelated to 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 the general ethos of the Turning Point Project. But I have to give a shout out to um the Hakeem group, who most people would never have really heard of, but basically they um provide a whole heap of back end support to independent opticians. Oh so, wow. So it helps them stay in business and um they won the Time Small Business Award uh last year I think. And basically a lot of independent opticians have NHS contracts so they're still open at this time. Oh. Uh, they have to provide emergency services, but the government kind of rulings on it have only just come out last night. I think it's been changing every day. But basically, the Hakeem Group have been running webinars every single night, pretty much. They've been doing 18 hour days. They wow. have been producing incredible documents that are beautiful. They've managed to get um, online stuff set up for their independence so that they can serve their existing customers. And it, you know, it's just like you're so right. The but isn't it interesting how? I mean, obviously, we are all doing our best to respond and re, and adapt and reshape and and do what we need to do right now in this 
massively mad kind of crazy turning point. But it is fascinating how it takes a jolt. It takes, Mm. it does take a crisis. It does take a turning point for us to step out of our own paradigms and Mm. I realise that we don't have to necessarily do things this way. I mean, this is the global version of my breakdown that I mentioned earlier, isn't it, really? This is kind of us being jolted into something that we didn't, we we might have seen it coming slowly, but we weren't really aware. And then here it is. And in the same way that I was like, right, okay, blank slate, what now? We've kind of got this completely unknown stretch ahead of us. We don't know how long we're going to be in quarantine. We don't know how long things are going to be up in the air. And also what's interesting is what came through for me in February time was that I should I should start my podcast called The Human Connection Experience, Content That Creates Change. And for me at the time, I thought this was coming through because it was all about, um, you know, combining behavior change and teams and, 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 and content development. Whereas actually what I'm seeing the need for now is for human connection through content. And like you just said, you know, webinars, you know, beautiful learning materials, the way that people are connecting through content and supporting people. It's a really powerful time and um, really exciting for people to think about different possibilities. And usually that kind of change can be so clunky to manoeuvre, isn't it? It's like you've got to have approval and corporate layers and all yeah. the stuff. Now we're seeing a lot of agile behaviour because there's just no time for red tape and for lag. This we need to be agile right now, which is easily said as a you know one woman business. But then this is what you know the big corporates and and some of other businesses are having to face right now is how do you, if not necessarily pivot, how do you adapt? How do you innovate? How do you change? And in fact, creative thinking was identified by the World Economic Forum back in 2017 as being, they they predicted that by 2020, creativity was going to be one of the top three skills. And we're in 2020 right now. And oh my goodness, isn't creative thinking needed? (laughs) Yes. And do you know what? This is again a slight aside, but not. Um, I I don't know if you know this, but I was meant to be doing a workshop at RestFest, a women's festival. 15th of March which seems like a lifetime ago now we are recording this literally 11 days later um it was cancelled and my workshop was going was called never too late to create (gasps) I know I've never won that and and again it's you know a bit like a bit like with everything you're doing with the timing of everything you're doing with the release of your book and it's just it's mad because I've never done that workshop before right it didn't exist right Right. (laughs) it just came through me this is the thing I need to do and does that that happens doesn't it when we create space I know you've just been speaking to Nicola Humber of the Unbound Press who is who my book is with and she's a wonderful friend and a mentor and colleague and all the things of mine and we often talk about when you show up for your projects, they show up for you. When you commit to them and you create space, whether it's to just literally show up and say, all right, universe, what do you want me to do? And in fact, going through, you know, going through my journal from the start of this year, 
Um, January and February for me, I, I had a very kind of slow energy. I was just couldn't quite fill into momentum, but I knew to just go within and to stick with it. And I had one of those colds that seems to last for ages and winter seemed like it was going on. And in my journal, I can see that I'd written in kind of early February, like, what do you want from me? I'm here to serve. What is going on? What do I need to do? And in the following pages, I can see these little nuggets of ideas are starting to come out. I can see what became the human connection experience. I can see all sorts of conversations which then appeared on social. And I had such a strong sense that this is a rest period stuff will get moving Mm. and it's got moving but in no way could I have predicted oh actually I'm going to want to be talking about how we can how we can live unboxed how we can you know sort of create connection and I I turned down some great projects actually at the start of the year because they didn't feel aligned with me perfect on paper lovely people lovely projects something felt out of alignment and no way could I have allowed space for what needed to come through to come through if I had taken them and I knew that I just had to trust myself trust my gut just trust that um you know whatever I'm holding space for will arrive and every day at the moment I feel like I'm following the breadcrumbs I don't have a grand plan at the moment I have some things that are starting to take shape for ways to support people through my offerings but whenever I think of a strategy version of it I then have to wait and see whether it aligns with the heart version yeah and then I'll maybe offer a discovery like version of something to kind of test it out but I'm in no rush because the most important thing for me right now is to fill into my heart of what people need and know also that we're serving people through things like this by these conversations um through written content through posts through lives through podcasts every time we reach as you say just one person in that in your ears um maybe we'll spark just one thing and I think we often think that we're not in service unless we have a world changing idea and it doesn't need to be that sometimes it just needs to be speaking your truth and for one person to be really activated by that and really inspired and that's a ripple effect that we'll never really know the end of yeah absolutely beautifully expressed I always think it's it's almost like sowing a little nugget planting a little seed you know and I always say that if everything I put out touches at least one person's heart then I'm happy because it it is it's like that's where you've mentioned a a few times you've you've talked about following your heart and following breadcrumbs and I it's so powerful when you can do that this is where like the magic lies this is how you create an unboxed existence how you literally unbox your brilliance as you would say is it's a a really practical illustration of this um earlier today you know i mean there's still work to be done there's still children that need feeding and clothing and things to happen in a way that has routines so um and the challenge for me over, over the last few years has been finding the movement between the linear and the magic. Mm. So for example, today I I did my exercise this morning, that felt like a great time for me. I was I had a walk, I'd earthed myself, I was ready, I you know, did about two hours of really focused work. But then after that my energy was very much like I needed to find some play. I needed to 
break out of my list and I, I just wanted to make some space so I I put my laptop down I sat outside it's a beautiful day today I meditated got my you know all my cards out my crystals I you know brain dumped into my journal created space within five minutes I had a ridiculously aligned message rocked up in my inbox about a brilliant opportunity that I hadn't that it was completely left field and I was like okay thank you and then my heart felt you know my heart had already sort of reconnected I felt back in my power is the way that I kind of always describe it I felt back in my driving seat of that kind of oh stuff can happen and I'm not quite sure what it is but I know that I'm here ready for it and that that turnaround happened in like 15 minutes and <laughs> I think we often feel like I haven't got time to waste a day like spawning around like Stevie Nicks with all my like, scarves and billowing and white doves. It's like 15 minutes, mate. Just shut everything down. <laughs> shut everything down. Sit outside, get your cards out, you know, whack the crystals out, see what happens and reconnect. It's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> Although a whole day swanning around like Stephen X is always welcome. <laughs> I have now got a really clear visual image in my head of you. <laughs> Swanning around like Stevie Nicks around <laughs> your garden with your crystals. <laughs> On lockdown in coronavirus, billowing with doves behind me. That's how I'm that's how I'm rolling at home. I like your style. <laughs> uh, you know. I mean you you are a published author, a podcast host, darling. You 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 know you you've got to rock your funky style. <laughs> rock my stuff in my garden. <laughs> yeah. So have you always been somebody who has been able to kind of shift your energy and access access that sense of inner knowing and honor that in this way or has that been a slowly evolving process for you as well that's been a slow process of rediscovering that because I think as children we know it I definitely knew it as a as a child I you know was really plugged in spiritually felt like you know completely aligned in my flow I think we unlearn it I definitely overrode it all in my teens and 20s um, and I've been peeling it back again to reconnect with it and to align the energy and it, and it took my turning points of my health crises to make me do that my body you know I created these things in my body because I wasn't in my energy I wasn't in my power I was ignoring so many things to tick off the list of what I should be doing and it took that for me to start to go back within again this is a very slow many years sort of you know process for me but now I am always on a quest to um, discover and to feel into what's needed and I feel like now I feel much more supported and surrounded by people that I can just say, hey, can we hop on a Zoom call and pull some angel cards? And someone will go, yeah, great. Or, you know, and I have, you know, acupuncturists and sort of brilliant, you know, healer people that can help me with energy. Like I have a whole toolkit of peeps around me now so that it doesn't feel like it's weird language. It's completely normal language yes. to shift it. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and but for me, I'd say it's been like the last couple of years I've leaned back into allowing myself to do that in the day. And that came from um, in 2018. I mean, I've burnt my business down many times, but in, in 2018, I just couldn't work out what was going on. I had a huge pipeline of work. Everything, again, on paper looked brilliant. Nothing was working. I didn't understand it. So after months and months of stressing and trying, I just literally put my tools down and went, OK, surrender. 
place. And I just I surrendered to having maybe a month of just kind of sorting the garden out, just getting back into flow, just seeing what happens. Within two weeks, I was fully booked up again. And it's been the same ever since because my energy is ready for it. I created space for it. And so now whenever I feel I'm in that push energy, whenever I'm like, oh, I need to get this thing done. And then I'm like, OK, no, 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 no. tools down reconnect what you need to do to make it fun what you need to do to get back to yourself it happens much faster now and then when I'm in that magical zone I feel like I'm almost riding a wave because I know that this is this is where you can manifest things this is where you can reach people this is where you can create stuff and I I try and get back into it as fast as I can now but then also honoring the spaces where it's just not there and that's okay trusting that it comes back and especially right now when we're riding a lot of emotions and people are experiencing a lot of things, I don't think we should, personally, I don't think that kind of whitewashing everything with a love and light is appropriate because I think we need to feel and acknowledge what we feel. But for a slash and if at all possible, tune back into yourself and find loving, connected support because that right now is invaluable. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's beautifully expressed as well. Um, I've been on fire today. Again, you are in the zone. (laughs) You are so in the zone. (laughs) Those scarves, those crystals. (laughs) But I'm I'm so with you. I am because, you know, for me, I am always really, really grateful for the fact that I kind of straddle two camps. I have a BSc, you know, I'm an ex-health professional, but then I'm also a shiatsu practitioner and, you know, I've been working with energy in the energy world for almost two decades now. And I feel like I've got a foot in both camps. Mm. So I feel like that's been really amazing for me personally, because I've been able to stay really grounded in the real world, but also... I have a huge appreciation and an ability to perceive and access things that are more a bit, you know, esoteric and, you know, I'm kind of clairvoyant and all that kind of stuff. And it's what you just said is so powerful. I do try to quite deliberately shift my vibe and, you know, mm. stay as stay as high vibe as I can at this current time, because my default is to go into panic and anxiety. If I don't, that's where I fall. But at the same time, yeah, I don't want to be pretending that there isn't some real shiz going down right now for a lot of people. (laughs) And a lot of people I know, former colleagues, they're in it. They are in it right now you know and yeah it's uh, it's important to have those levels I also really recognize that for me to be able to say I took you know 15 minutes out of my day to reconnect to myself is is a privilege right now because um it just so happens that my children are really self-directed and at the moment haven't killed each other at home a lot of families you know if my kids were younger I wouldn't have had two seconds to myself I don't think so I know that all that I've just said um is from a place of privilege it is from a place of my experience right now and my heart goes out to you know people that have got you know tiny ones whose jobs might not be as flexible as mine like I can work 
pretty much any time during the day. My clients are all awesome. They're all global. They don't mind. That's really amazing. So I, I, I am coming at this from an extremely privileged approach. And so if people are, um, are listening and thinking, oh, that's great for you, Joe. I don't have five minutes. Even in those five minutes, if you can, what I do actually, uh, there's a three minute heart, heart coherence meditation from the Heart Math Institute on YouTube that drops me back into my heart really quickly. If you've only got a few minutes, and I think the heart coherence is another great example of science meets woo. Definitely. I love that stuff. <sighs> love it. And actually, science and woo are really not too far away from no, each other at not. the moment. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> they're not too far. And so I think whatever time you have, even if you've only got time just to breathe in and out and to just be back in the moment, that will do so much if you can't yeah. get your doves out. I love that because I you know you're very intuitive you're very switched on I was going to ask you what you would say to people and and I didn't even have to ask you just said it there we go I'm there yeah I think it's really important like I I I hold so much gratitude for where I am right now and I and I recognize that the me of even five or ten years ago would not be coping with the situation like I have at the moment from my support network that I have access to now from who I am at this point in time I you know we change all the time don't we and Mm. earlier Joe would not be okay with this and there are lots of people who are not okay and we need to send so much love to people who are struggling with this from so many different perspectives right now and which is why I think that those of us who do have a voice who do have access to our hearts who are aware of it to do whatever we feel is right to do to create that space to help people and to take that next step even if you don't know what the outcome is going to be yeah and how are you feeling about the fact that your beautiful book Mm -hmm. is out at this weird and wonderful time it's about exactly what's happening because every, everything is being unboxed and everything's everything's changing form and changing shape. How do you feel about all of that? Uh, when I actually sit and pause and recognise it, I feel quite freaked out. Um, because when I sat with Nicola Humber, you know, my publisher, and we decided, yes, the new moon of the 26th of March would be when this thing would come out. Yes, great. That feels aligned. Wonderful. Um we had no idea, obviously. And with content that creates change in this and books, I believe, are um, vehicles for change in so many ways, and especially any content, any piece of um, anything that's created from that connected space has an energy of its own. I'm not in charge of this book now. She's got her own momentum, her own thing. And the original uh so distribution launch and channels for it have, have have had to change because obviously there's not um, kind of access to the publishing as we had before. So we've got it up on Amazon really quickly, which is fine. It's available on Kindle right now. And there's a slight delay on the paperbacks. But I feel really excited. And what drives me on as well is, you know, when Facebook sort of pings back all oh, this time last year, you wrote you know xyz i was writing the book this time last year and so i i shared quite a lot of it as i went and when it pings back 
I'm like, oh, my gosh, I know that part was for me. I know that part is for other people to hear right now. And it gives me like the shivers. And but I'm again, I'm happy to be guided by what this book needs to do. You know, I don't feel as if, you know, yes, I have a I have some ideas of where to take it. I have some ideas of how to make it exciting to bring it to people. But also it's doing its own thing. You know, people are reading it, rediscovering it, engaging with it asking me to, to do things, asking me to talk on brilliant places. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to show up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here to talk and it's letting me. So <laughs> it's weird. I, I know I, I I can really relate to that from my own book. It's if you lean into and embrace that way of looking at it and you let it be its own entity. It's something I learned from Hero Boga, actually, that, you know, everything has its own deva, its own own energy its own sovereignty and you can't try and shoehorn it and squeeze it in a direction it's not meant to go you can't so my values that i live and work by are creativity flexibility family freedom and brilliance in this chaotic time right now i'm actually thriving because it's speaking to all of my values i've got to be creative i've got my family with me we've actually got freedom from all the rules although we're you know, not kind of geographically free right now. We have freedom from rules. And so I actually feel very aligned with who I am as my book arrives with a wider message, as incredible things are starting to happen in the world. And I'm just making sure that I'm poised and ready to show up for things when they arrive. We need a place of heart coherent reaction and action and it's what I'm seeing you know with my clients that I work with that I'm on the content development teams for my really like leadership based clients we're literally putting on the superhero capes every day to react to what's needed and to put content out that supports that and I feel inspired by the fact that we are having to be so agile and proactive and creative it's like my time to rock up now Oh, um, I'm sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> I'm entirely blaming my book. <laughs> well, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. <laughs> I'm not holding anything against you. <laughs> so, my lovely, we are um, somehow at time. So, because we're in, we're in flow. <laughs> is there? Is there anything else that really wants to come through for you today? And I'd love you if there is to share that and also to just make sure that you tell people um, where they can find you, how they can connect with you, um, where to go to look for your book and your podcast, all of that juicy stuff. And obviously I will link to all of that for you. Sure. The only thing that I feel... Like I wanted to say out so much to everybody who might be going through all sorts of things to encourage people to create stuff to connect themselves in a way they can on a basis. Um, to show yourself compassion for anyone listening to come and find me. And you can do that by coming to joegifford.co. You'll find me on Twitter with the handle at the Gifford over on iTunes and Spotify and my client is pre-order a printed signed copy from me then you can hop to my Instagram which is at at the Joe Gifford and you'll, you'll see in my bio there there's a in it and post it off to anyone who does that um 
but most of all just show yourselves love and, and compassion and go easy and stay agile thank you i think those are beautiful beautiful reminders shared with a great deal of love i just think everything you're doing has led to this moment and you are going to be somebody who really really helps an incredible amount of people at this time to kind of break out of their old paradigms and adjust to the new one without too much stress and hassle along the way and um and the fact that i've been able to hold space for you today and i get to share you with my community is an absolute privilege and a joy so thank you oh my goodness thank you you know when i said to you earlier that i've never got through an interview without tears you got me right at the end (laughs) (laughs) damn you thank you it's been such an honor to be here with you my lovely and to have this conversation i can't wait to to share it with my people as well what a beautiful space we had definitely thank you thank you so much (laughs) win (laughs) thank you my darling i feel so privileged to be with you thank you oh likewise thank you so much for listening to this episode of the turning point project if you found this episode useful i'd be so grateful if you could rate and review the podcast as it really makes a difference and will only take a moment If you'd like to continue the conversation or ask me any questions, come and connect with me over on Instagram at Helen Rebello Author or join the free magical life movement at HelenRebello.com. Have a gorgeous, gorgeous day and I'll catch you in the next episode.